Welcome, everybody, to a more finality, closure, somber episode of the, the Ball of Batim. Uh, I'm here stepping in for uh, for Ari Lamb. We got the, uh, as he would say, the grizzled veteran, Natan Cohen, here with the Oddmore of Analytics, Shua Cohen, and Yaakov, we're just going to call you Yaakov Cohen, but Yaakov Sachs joining us uh, for the second time, I believe. This is your uh, second time forward-facing. Um, looking pretty beautiful as ever. Happy to have you guys uh, to join here as we start talking. A Max basketball, which, which by the way, is still alive and well. This season is now comes to a close. This uh, un- un- unbelievable season that will remain in the history books will become legend, not just for the players, not just for the coaches, but for everybody that it touched both in the Max community and without. And we're, we'll get to share um, hopefully some some wonderful thoughts and wonderful stories. Uh, I got a couple myself uh, of just sort of experiences that, that came about because of this season. But I think we wanted to start first with just some general thoughts about, about the game uh, on Friday. I got the, the privilege of being there in person uh, at a beautiful, beautiful stadium uh, in Stockton, at Stockton University. Guys, it was, uh, you know, it looked a lot like Farmingdale in terms of just the setup, a nice open uh, setup with, with seats on either, on, on all sides. Um, a great Max crowd. It was really enjoyable. I, you know, I didn't know how the experience sort of translated to the game, but talk to me about sort of the, uh, you know, your feelings watching that game. What are some of the things that jumped out? Uh, you know, how, how you navigated through the ups and downs of Friday's game. I'll let you want to go first. Sure. Uh, again, so I was being, I was there as well. Um, you know, if you want to start, if you want to start at the end and work backwards, uh, the, the final shot from where my perspective was, it seemed like a really hard, it was a tough shot to make. Um, then talking to tons of people on Shabbos who were just like, no, it was really open. I guess it was sort of a vantage point where we were at. And it's like, you really had a good opportunity. Like that was sort of his shot. So that was sort of a little, you know, a little depressing to hear that it was a lot better look than we thought. But, um, you know, I, this was only my second game of the season uh, attending live. And um, the crowd, you know, for being in a big gym, like we, the YU fans really made noise. Uh, they really showed up. It wasn't a huge, huge crowd, but the feeling, it, it felt like it was a massive crowd. Um, so, you know, that was, um, that was exciting. Uh, you know, it's a, I imagine watching at home gave a very different, you know, perspective of, you know, the slow burn when you're at games live, they sort of, you know, little moments sort of don't seem so big, you you know, the action sort of constantly going. Um, Some of the other takeaways uh, that I, you know, sort of felt what, or, or noticed or was even talking about during the game, which I guess could be a jumping off point for some other people was uh, I don't know if they specifically game plan for it, or it just was a result of their defense but Halper could not get off a three-pointer. Um, he wasn't being gun shy. He just, he just wasn't open. Um, and that, that really put a ton of pressure on Ryan to score, which he did. But, uh, you know, ha- had, I think we had that element. I think we could have won the game by 10 or 15 points. Um, you know, so I'll, I'll open up the floor there. Yeah, so as the only one on this panel who watched it uh, on Max Live, uh, we definitely heard the crowd noise. So it was evident from watching on TV that the YU crowd was was there and was was really loud and, and supportive, obviously, after Ryan hit that step back. 
you could uh, you could really hear how wild the the crowd went. Um, yeah, I think I think Aton took one one three point attempt the whole game. He missed it, and he took one three quarter court three point attempt that he hit after the buzzer. Um, that was that was a big part. I think the Johns Hopkins seemed to game plan to take away the really dangerous shooters on the max and really sag off of the the lesser shooters who are on the court to to really minimize getting beat on backdoor cuts and stuff like that. So they extended their defense both on ball and off ball to take away Ryan, Aton, Oren when he was on the court. And after Ethan had a couple of season, Ethan, they largely kept Thibault and put him out either on Ofek or Gaber or Matan or Dren. And it really it was a good plan and it really caused a lot of problems for Yoshida. Yeah, I think, you know, one of the, the things you looked at the box score after the game um, and you look at Oren's stat line, right? It's basically 16 minutes and then zeros across the board, you know, with, with one foul, I believe, right? And that was the that was the entire stat line. So, you know, Oren worked his way. I mean, listen, worked his way up to get some really great minutes in, in crunch time all season long. Kudos to him or shouts to him, as Ari would say. Um, but, you know, it, it's not it's not a question of him showing up or not showing up. Even even his defense was, was pretty contested. He's been getting much better um, on the defensive end. But there just wasn't anything in the flow of offense, right? It highlights the lack of lack of anything for him in the flow of offense. I think the same thing, even even to a, to a smaller degree. Jordan played less minutes, uh, but that box score was also zeros across the board, except for I believe one block, right? So, uh, which was a nice play on on Carson James uh, inside uh, in the in the first half. So there was not a whole lot, right, in terms of bench support in general outside of uh, outside of Ethan. And you had a lot more, um, you have three of the stars, really. I think we, we look at the box score, Ryan, you know, Gabe and, and Aton played 40 minutes, played the whole game. Ryan played, I think, 36 or somewhere close to that, which really was just his sitting for the, the three-minute stretch, three-minute change stretch uh, in the first half where he got, where he picked up his second foul uh, or a couple minutes after he picked up his second foul where he where came out of the game. So. Ryan, I believe, basically played the whole second half up until he fouled out with 1.4 seconds left. So um, a lot of heavy reliance on the starters as it's been all season long. Not a whole lot of surprises in terms of the defense. We've seen some of that defense, especially by the, um, I would say, better coached and more prep teams. Uh, we saw some of that from IW to a certain extent. We saw some of that from St. Joe's as well, right, packing in the middle. Johns Hopkins just seemed like they had the personnel to pull it off, uh, especially with the size in the paint. Uh, and being able to stop basically taking away any baseline opportunities, the drive opportunities um, that, you know, that, that the YU was able to at least start, not really finish. Um, so to, it to was, me, yeah, to ahead. me, this might, this might've been the most aggressive sagging off that we've seen. I, I could be wrong on that point, <laughs> yeah. but especially early on, meaning uh, first minute into the game, they're eight feet off of Zucker right away. Um, it, it was very aggressive and we couldn't make them pay. Unfortunately, yeah, it, it was mean, both most aggressive and the most wide range. We've never seen a team put a gun OFEC and really just keep the big in the paint. That was that was done, and it worked. It worked yeah, very well. It worked, yeah. 
Yeah, and, and part of the reason why it worked again was was there was definitely a little gun shyness, right, on on Ofex's part to pull the trigger. Whether that was intentional, whether it was sort of on his part versus trying to get into the flow of offense. Again, we still had some mismatches, right? Even with as great a defensive job, uh, Carson James, and and what a game! I mean, that guy had on, on both ends of the floor. Um, he he was the man, but Ryan still had an advantage, right? Ryan still had a high advantage in terms of the the, the fight. You you saw they didn't really double game, right? Even though Tybal was in the paint. He let, they let him take Braden Johnson one on one again. Johnson six six, uh, probably a little taller than Gabe, but Gabe felt like the advantage of that matchup too. So there were still areas where they had um, the advantage. I want to I want to go back to the last play because uh, Yakov, you mentioned, or, or sorry, not the last play, but sixty fifty eight. Um, yeah, the the, the time and, and, and the shot. Right again. I, I think if you asked Ryan, and I, and I did ask Ryan after the game uh, in terms of you know was that a you know the play? What was that? It, it, I think he'll say he had a good look, right? Meaning, meaning he he worked hard to get that look, right? A lot of yes. a lot of ball fakes, uh, a lot of a lot of moves with you know a lot of footwork to be able to get to a step through, and he had Tybal coming right at him. But he would say, I think that he had a good look at the game. Listen, I, it was a tired team. They had played, like you said, a lot of minutes. That feeling on the sidelines, though, just to get back. I mean, listen, it was it was I believe sixty fifty two with a minute and change, maybe a minute 20 something uh, left in the clocks so to be able to get the, you know, three free throws and a three, um, you know, along with, I, I believe a, a steal and, a, and an offensive foul call to be able to be in that position with a good amount of time on the clock where you didn't feel like you were just jacking up something because of the time left was, was the melee feeling and the sidelines were going crazy. I think for those at home, I mentioned this, I, I don't know which team was on the sideline, whether it was Wilson or Stockton, but under our basket, there was, there was one of the teams for the next game who were also really into it. Uh, and they were really excited, obviously, because it's a, it's a comeback and an underdog experience. So it was really one of the best experiences um, I can remember in terms of just the energy that was going on. Uh, the Misha Nestle Sundar chant was, was, was out there in, in full force uh, and, and really just so much there. Um, but it was a, you know, you take to see a season end at all, right? But but walking away, you know, at 50-40, right? 10 points down and really not seeing much signs of life for the last, you know, eight minutes of the first half and, and probably 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the second half. To be able to get to that point felt like, all right, we got something. And I think that's, you know, where some of the disappointment happened. Yeah. But honestly, it was amazing to get back to that point. And everyone felt it in the place. Yeah, I mean, ten things had to go right. They missed. They missed at least one, if not three, free throws. I don't remember the exact number. And then uh, there was like a full court pass, which became a steal. It, it, like, and it all happened in the span of one minute. Like, it was, you know, one minute clock time. It was or real time almost. It was. It was pretty shocking. Yeah, Delaney didn't have his best game. I mean, he, he yeah, that he, pass, that pass, that pass, was that deflected by Ryan, the Delaney one that ended up? I don't caught? think so. I, think, I don't think, I think so. I think it was he just, just threw it up. he threw it up. He threw it up. It looked a lot like, uh, you know, Halpert's pass from the first, uh, uh, for the first half, sort of that baseball pass. It was really just, he saw something in a trap and I think he rushed it. Uh, and he was, he was rushing it all game. I mean, uh, at, even at the foul line, right. He was, he was gifting us, you know, one of twos mostly every time he went to the, every time he went to the line. So there was a lot. Um, a lot, of, like you said, Yakov had to go right even to get to that point. Um, a lot of the fans I know I talked to after the game and, and, and myself at the time, we, we were hoping they'd actually go for a three, use Ryan's height, take a three there, and really just try to win it. And again, with Ryan in foul trouble, even an overtime period seemed a little dubious. Uh, and the team was just, like I said, gassed. Uh, Jay pointed out in the chat, just like the energy 
level. I mean, they have to put so much into that. Uh, they, they have a lot of exhaustion yeah. and fatigue. So, but what a game, what an experience. Um, and then, you know, a lot of racing back. I was afraid of overtime, yeah. to be honest. I was afraid we we're going to lose half the fans. Heading there was back a lot. To, heading back was to T-Neck or something. A lot of people in the crowd were hoping for a three. <laughs> win, win or lose in regulation. It was, for those who don't know, there were a lot of people. One, one other thing from area. that last play. Go ahead. Yeah, so um, I think if you rewatch it, so after Ryan had the shot fake and he stepped in and Dybola came out, he had Ofik cutting on his right back door, which I won't spend too much time lamenting what could have been, but I, I thought that would have been a layup if he saw him. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think part of it's which, which way he was coming, right? Meaning, if I remember correctly and watching it over again, Ryan's step through basically was stepping back towards the left, right? So you'd have to see him coming from the other way. He was he sort of um, turned and, and was able to step. And, and again, it was it would have been an unreal play had he been able to see the cut. Um, but that shot, I, I think, was going up 99 times out of 100, yeah. um, unless maybe you know something happened there. Again, I think he took the shot. Uh, if I remember correctly, the foul came with 3.4 left. So the shot was taken, you know, somewhere around five seconds. So not a whole lot of time left at the time. Yeah. Watching it live, you definitely saw OFEC, OFEC open. But, I mean, you're, you're going down with Ryan taking that shot. And, you know, unless early in the shot clock, someone ended up wide open. Yeah, it was very similar to the Farmingdale, honestly. I mean, my, yeah. in my, in, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, being there was – there was plenty of time on the clock, 14 seconds this time, I think 18 seconds uh, the time before, uh, or vice versa. And then basically it ended up turning into a Ryan ISO where he amazingly, you know, was able to get off a good enough look um, and just didn't go down. So a lot, again, very familiar. The Max hadn't been, listen, they, they hadn't been in many of those situations all season long. I think that was um, the only two, or maybe, I don't know if the same, Joe's game, there was something similar in St. Joe's Long Island where we had a couple possessions where, where there were one possession games at the very end. Um, but there wasn't a whole lot of that all season. Because we were 0-3 on, on five on five point and under games on the season. Yeah, I mean that was that was one of the one of my thoughts uh, about the game was also, and you know, not gonna point out anyone specific here because I don't think it was anyone specific, but uh, there definitely was a feeling, you know, watching it uh, that some of the guys got tight. Uh, you know, the moment was too big. I think I think the record in close games would probably speak to that. Um, you know, it's it, it's not it's, it's not D3. It's not D1. It's not it. It goes across every every sport at every level. Some guys, when it when it gets tight, you know, they, they don't put up the same stats or, the, you know, they can't hit the same shots that they do in the regular season. There definitely was a feeling of that, but there was a feel, but it seemed the same. It went the same way for Johns Hopkins. Um, obviously, you know, I, I could be wrong, but watching Thibel, he did not look like an offensive player in general, but he had no offensive game. And, you know, as we said, their best player played probably, he would challenge to say one of his worst games of the season. They had one guy step up huge and that, that, you know, that was really the swing. Yeah. Listen, we, we, we're going to talk now. We got blessed by having someone who's never tight, always on his game. Oh, Jack, Johnny. thank you so much for joining oh, us here. Oh, we're about to, we, we were, 
we were listen. We were we were we started being a little messiah bignus, right? As we say, we started with a little bit of the a little bit of the the I wouldn't say bad, it's just recapping sort of the game and, and more our feelings. Right? This is this is kind of like the fan episode wrap up. I think we're going to do a couple uh, pieces in the, in the coming weeks where we're going to be able to have again players and teams and other folks coming on. But this is really the I would say the Hakara Sato fan episode. It's so a starting messiah bignus, and then we're going to have now you're here to bring us some shevach, right? Some praise. That we that we get because I think we're you know unless you want to hear you talk about yeah. the game I know I was sitting next to you and, and and for a lot of that and and was able to experience it but I think you know try to put the season as well in perspective. Listen, listen. By, by the way, it wouldn't be a Jack Terrell Hopkin if he Jack, was in Jack. We got you. We got you. Just got just, okay. Oh no, I'm back. Can you hear me? I said I said Jack. It wouldn't be it wouldn't be a Jack Terrell dropping if you were actually home sit, you know sitting around like a normal person. You have you have to be running down Amsterdam Avenue, driving a car, you know, any anything out of the ordinary. Oh no, I'm uh, I'm picking up a bunch of guys. We're about to go play in a league. Uh, Ryan's coming to watch. I really tried to push him to have him come play with us, but uh, unfortunately, all the agents decided it wasn't a good idea for Ryan to play in a rec league with a bunch of mid twenty year olds. So he's not going to end up playing. What I was saying was, you think the players were tight. Man, I was tight. When Ryan was shooting those free throws, I had to hand my son off to Sister Zucker so I could put my head on my wife's shoulder. I couldn't watch. And if you watch the replay, I've never seen Ryan take heavier breaths. It was like he was scuba diving right before the free throw line. That's why he missed the first two if you ask him. Everyone gets tight, and and both coaches did a great job in pregame scouting. Right, why you did a great job keeping Delaney going left the whole time and putting the pressure on. He shot six of 45 for the tournament, but that's just because Steinmetz scouted him beautifully. And then the other coach took what Steinmetz did is like, Oh, well, I guess that's how you play him. The problem was if everyone's tight, except for Ryan, Ryan was ready offensively, and Gabe could get was able to get his shots. The other coaches said, Listen. OFEC, we know you're going to catch it and drive right. We're going to smack Tybal right there and make you make a play. And we're going to take away Zucker on the dump off. Zucker, we're going to play 10 feet off you and dare you to shoot that jumper or or dribble handoff to Ryan, which I thought he should have done. And Aton Halpert, we know you like shooting threes. We're going to have a guy hugging you the entire game, like uh, just right up close. And when you have a game like that, personally, I thought you got to just go. If, if your offense isn't working, and I spoke with it at length with Harold Katz, and yeah, they weren't executing. You know, we weren't executing our sets. We weren't setting, all five guys weren't setting picks. All five guys maybe were shooting too early. Fine, that happens. But when the trade comes, you got to go what's working. My opinion, and you could call me biased. Why not just go with the 0-1 Iverson offense, throw five defenders in there to play defense, and just keep the ball to Ryan? You know you needed a point. I mean, they ended him, they ended up doing that and it worked, right? Ryan had what six points down the stretch in the last minute. We could have I mean, I thought nine, right? He had the three then the three three throws, then the three again. He had the three Ryan had nine straight, right? Before the to make it to bring the fifty eight. So he had nine straight. I mean, one of the one one of the things we're talking about is, you know, as as sort of Jack's getting getting his group together. Um, 
yeah, that aggressiveness seemed to wait towards the very end of the game, right? In terms of those choices, like there were a lot of possessions that didn't necessarily touch Ryan in the first half. As Jack, as you were saying, I mean, it, it looked like it all came down to when, when it was on the line, making that shift where there could have been more of that aggressiveness. But like you said, both teams played like ridiculous defense. The energy was unreal. Um, and, and, and shouts to the max D me, the max on the team averages 77 down to no, really look, a 60 point game. And it was going to be a matter yeah, of look, points. Look, I also think maybe we, we should have pressed early. We should have sped it up. But then at the end of the day, it's tomato, tomato hindsight is 2020. At the end of the day, Elliot scouted a great, he did a great job on the scout. We didn't rotate on that shooter. We gave him wide open threes and that's what happens. You know, uh, everyone could be a little disappointed, but I'm going to say we should, as we did over the weekend, celebrate. People, Max fans, Max Nation, you shouldn't be mourning. This is a celebration of an incredible era, of an, two incredible once-in-a-lifetime and hopefully more-in-a-lifetime, but thus far this next. And Ryan and in Gabe, and um, it's an incredible time to celebrate, look back and reflect and enjoy. And honestly, with the way this program's going, Steinmetz is going to be bringing guys back. I think next year we're going to be contenders. I think next year we're going to win Skyline, and we're going to have a first-round bid, and maybe we get lucky with the role. Maybe we get a team we match up with well. Uh, things to look forward to. I think Zucker needs to come back with a three-point J, and I'm going to talk to him. I took the, uh, uh, I went out with Zuck the other day. I didn't really get to talk ball, but I want to tell him, Gabe Leifer, his freshman year, didn't shoot a lot of threes, and then by his sophomore year, we're taking a lot of them, and, and it just takes some time in the gym, and I know he wants to shoot it, and I, I think he could. His form doesn't look bad. Um, I just say Max Nation celebrate the beauty of what the last four years were and and look forward to what's to come. It's- Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Wait, Jack, I have a question I want to ask Ryan. Why was that step back three the first time we saw that shot in basically in his career when it looked so pretty? Ryan's not in the car yet. I, I just left to pick up Gruenberg first, then Ryan's coming downstairs. You could ask him. Ryan could do that, by the way. Ryan plays two-on-ones when we go back home with me and another guy better than me and beats us. Ryan can do that. I, Ryan is a, like, he's, I, I, I say Ryan swims on land on the basketball court. I'm, but I, it's also like, but he's also such a good basketball player. Like, he's, a, he's, a, he's smart. He, he's one of the one of the the biggest off ball screeners on the on the offense and which wait, Jack got muted again. I feel like his wife should have this technology. This is fantastic technology mm-hmm. for her to be able to mute him. We we got you muted here, Jack. We can't hear you. To make that shot, um, but it also what had to do with like mind over matter, they were desperate. He wasn't thinking about the shot clock. He was just thinking, I need to shoot a three, right? And sometimes those are the moments where where you play your best, right? When the match needed to get a stop, they turned the intensity level up. They had nothing to lose. 
and the other team started playing not to lose, and the Mavs were playing to win. That's where they started up in the D. That's where they got those stops. And that's when Ryan hit that step back, which is the shot of his life. So it was it, it was it was great to be there in the building for that. It was just un, it was unreal. I think I I wanted to transition because I think obviously the fans didn't. You got you guys had the privilege and a wonderful privilege of spending Shabbos with the team. You know, talk a little bit about it. we 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 saw a post. You know, later later you know after Shabbos saying really you know I think Elliot mentioned that the team really sort of was consoling him. You know, versus the other way around. Um, but can you talk to us about the mood Shabbos, the Shabbos mood at the at, at the hotel? Uh, it was- Beautiful. The, the mood of Shabbos, again, was one that I just mentioned to you guys, but I think, Dave, the team is the ones who brought it to me. It was one of celebration of an incredible ride, an incredible ride, an incredible journey, an incredible time, um, uh, one where they're where, with a bunch of brothers who love each other, who, who just went to war and back and and everyone was just sharing war stories and battle stories they they were uh singing they were hugging and and gov lando's dad mr lando if you could hear me made the best point he said hey man this weekend would have stunk if they won because you know they wouldn't be everyone would be like all right on to the next one really focused and real you know but it was it was just a lot of fun it was a lot of love in the air. Um, the guys were all, every member of the team were at the table together. Um, nobody was somber. Um, and and the guys, all the parents were there. I think it was just exciting. I think the one person there who took it the hardest, in my opinion, was was Coach Steinmetz, where he said on Facebook and that four years ago, he told the guys not to be somber, and they were. Where this Shabbos, you know, I feel like he he took that the hardest, and I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn, uh, but my feeling of what the or is maybe he felt like he he felt disappointed as a coach that you have a situation like this and you don't go further, and you always would feel disappointed as a coach when you don't ex- hit the expectations that you have for yourself and your team. He's done a tremendous job with these boys. He's done a tremendous job in putting these guys together. And Doc Rivers said it the best. It's a lot easier coaching the team that no one believes in than the team that everyone expects in. You know what I'm saying? Like, Doc Rivers had a much funner time coaching those 0-2 McGrady Magic that all of a sudden they're in the playoffs and everyone's exciting than the 0-9 Celtics where it's championship or bust. You know, the Clippers post-Chris Paul was a lot funner than Chris and easier to coach than the Clippers after. I think Elliott is a great coach. I think year after year he makes adjustments according to his roster. I'm sure everyone, you know, everyone's captain hindsight, including myself. I've made a lot, you know, I've, I've said my own tidbits where I thought this should go here and this should go there. But I think next year – They'll be back. I think they'll be really good. And, and you know, the mood at Chavez, I just, just think, was one of love. Uh, Kiddush Hashem, the guys, it, it was just beautiful to be there. That's that's amazing. I mean, listen, as a, as a coach, I think in general, as a coach, you take it hard because it's not even about you, right? You wanted more for the for the guys that you love, right? As a coach, you, you kind of put yourself and put the burden 
on yourself probably more than anybody else. So it's amazing to hear that the players were there to support Coach Steinmetz, who, again, was incredible. Uh, incredible and incredible with the scout, incredible with everything, but really just an incredible person and an incredible example for everybody in Max Nation. That yeah, was dude. awesome to see. I mean, listen, next year they'll have Zavi Samet. I don't know if you guys – I'll give you a little tidbit on Samet Samet to get you guys excited for the Samster. Are you breaking Sam, recruiting news here? Are we breaking news? Sam – no, dude, this is this is no news breaking. This is just Jack going off the cuff. But that, Sam Mester Z is what I call him. We're in a rec league. Last summer, me, Justin Hode, R.A. Halpert, that's three max, right? Three guys who plays play on the team, played on the team, right? And Zevi Shamit was playing with a team of geriatrics, all right? Older guys, maybe run the shul, you know, played in 1989. He even went to my bridge that morning, and I had a few shots of tequila. I, Ryan's like, this guy. Is the guy. He's the next, he's the top Yeshiva League guy. He's playing you tonight. Took a nice shot. I was like, boy, you wait, never seen. I start talking my mouth to him. He had 50 points. He pulled up from half. He beat us by 45. Leor Hode showed to the game and never went to another one of my games. Um, <laughs> Zevi Samit annihilated us. Anni- I, we threw everything at him. I covered him, embarrassed me. Halper covered him, scored at will. Double T with Justin and me, scored at will. This kid is the real deal. He could pull up from half. He's got a handle. He could drive. He's with him. Lasco, who I think will come back. No, I I just think he, he will. I don't – That's again, he hasn't told me a thing, but I just think he will. And, you know, I think this team's got a really good team next year. OFAC, one more year. I'd like to see OFAC with a consistent knockdown, Jay. Um, that, you know, uh, that's obviously probably his offseason goal. We're going to be back, baby. Max Nation is going to be back with a kid in the league. That's my prediction. We'll have, we'll have a kid on the New York Knicks. And the, the boys, boys coming to the Knicks game to MSG to watch. An alma mater, a Yeshiva Maccabee, playing at MSG. I think they're going to be a good team. And not only that, John Are we sure, are we sure Sean Abed isn't getting Samet? Huh? Are we sure Sean Abed isn't getting Samet? They better not. I might fly over there myself. I said, let us know what kiddish we have to sponsor. Uh, Samet comes from, by the way, wonderful Yichus. Wonderful Yichus. Those of us who who played or know either Benji or, or, or Nazi Samet and, and all these guys. Uh, he has a wonderful, wonderful family uh, with people, uh, you know, I think, on, on the West Coast as well as the East Coast. So we're, we're, we're big Samet fans. He's a great yeah. kid. Um, you, you can check him out on YouTube. I think there's a video of him hitting like 93 out of 103. Say that again. So there's a there's a nice video collect compilation out there. Uh, he's he's he hit something like uh, 90 or something out of 103 as he takes. But yeah, hey guys, I got some news. Whoa, we got the one, the only, in the back seat. He doesn't he doesn't he doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't kick you out and make you make and drive himself. What's up, Brian? What up, Brian? This is the, this is our Hatov episode. Where we give thanks, so the opportunity to give plenty of thanks and love to you directly is a is a tremendous opportunity. Oh, I appreciate it. 
has some kind of technical malfunction, but it's part of the Murphy's Law that controls my life. All right, here you go. What's good, fellas? What's I up? had a question. That that step back three was so pretty. Why why was that the first step back three we saw of your career? Um, that's a great question. Um, probably because it wasn't the best shot. Um, it's not a high percentage look. Not something that we're looking for in our offense, but um, it worked that time. Good it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. It was a hundred percent look in your career so far. That's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> so you're 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 legend not just for your play, but also for your cheering on the bench. Is that is that the role you're going to play tonight? Is that the role sort of getting the crowd excited? Oh, getting, getting, getting people I'm, going. I'm coaching this rec league tonight. Right now, I, I'm I'm undefeated this season. So, what do you, what do you expect tonight? Where where are you going to try to get Jack into some good situations? Um, anytime that um, I'm going to try to get Ellie Grunberg in a pick and roll with Jack Terrell. I think uh, that's always a recipe for success. Hey, what's um, a pick and roll? Yeah, <laughs> I, it's it's a rec league <laughs> offense. It's something we like to do in the rec league. Um, not not worthy of. Of why you basketball? Um, What's the spread? What's the spread tonight? Is it a tough matchup? Uh, I don't know. I didn't do. I didn't do any scouting. You didn't do scout. There's not a scout going on. Definitely not. We like to run our own stuff. Listen, what's the? Uh, is is I know Max Nation is all in on on D three basketball. Um. I don't know if we. Uh, I, I know you may have got it off camera for a second, so let us know if you can still hear us. But uh, what, what about following the rest of the tournament? Uh, we're we're going to be. Plow, I'll, I'll throw it out here first, so people can know we're going to have Pete Lambesis on the show on Wednesday. Um, oh, I love it. I know you're going on the QCast. Are you going to be following the rest of the uh, the rest of the tournament? I mean, um, in, in, in ways you can. Obviously, Friday, you know, Friday Shabbos, uh, Friday night Shabbos games don't make it easy. Right. Um. I'm going to be watching what I can. Uh, I'm a big fan of March Madness, whether it's D3, D2, or D1. So I'm definitely going to be tuning into those games. I know a lot of those uh, teams. And, you know, we played Illinois Wesleyan. So I'm curious to see how they do. I know they're very good and very well coached. Um, so I, I'll be following them for sure. Yeah, we got uh, – God willing, we'll be able to have Pete join us. Uh, we may have some other folks join us on Wednesday. I mean, just, just to talk to him, hear the thesis of Lamp. Beasts, as Ari would say, uh, and uh, and and hear a little bit about sort of that the tournament. Listen, it, like you said, this is the best time of year in that regard. You got the Sunday selection show at the same for D one at the same time as you're going to probably do a Hoopsville preview on the Final Four for D three. Right. It's going to be you know like it's it's you know as we would say it's it's Hanukkah in March uh, or as some would say Christmas in <laughs> July. But uh, you know that's the we there do. You go. Hanukkah in March, baby. I like it. We're gonna uh, we. We heard you met a special guest that we're gonna we're gonna start to plug um, her her GoFundMe that you were able to take a picture. We saw a picture of you and and Karen Logan, Kay Logan, uh, who was able to to sort of see the max up up close was on her bucket list. Um, and, and you took a we, she shared a beautiful picture. Um, and I think she was in. I remember she was in the press conference room, and I was just amazed um, to see her. She's someone who's going through um, you know breast cancer and breast cancer recovery. 
Uh, can you talk just a little bit? We're gonna we're gonna plug her GoFundMe in a little bit and try to get Max Nation to to shout and support her. But uh, what was that like? And and maybe some of the stories that you you know like this probably happened more often than we we know. Um, you know, to it, listen, she said her dream was to see the YU Max. I, I'm yeah, I'm glad she was able to come out and see us. Um, that, that, that it's just unbelievable and humbling when when someone says they you know that's their dream and that's something they always wanted to do unfortunately we weren't we weren't able to get the dub for her but you know um you know it, it, i'm just happy she got to see us yeah she's an amazing woman with an amazing story and and again we're going to try to to highlight her um a little bit here i think we can get we can get some great support again as people are looking obviously of, of things to do with uh their, their Purim charity as well. Um, they, they're good opportunities to, to share. And really, uh, you know, that's what the, the Max Nation and really what the Jewish people are all about, right, is, is helping out people in need. Um, it's been a tremendous, tremendous um, to watch you guys play, to watch uh, watch the team. What can you keep, right? Max fans aren't going anywhere. We're going to go right here. Uh, I, I, I want to know if there's any, uh, you know, is Mama Terrell, are we going to see her at games? That's what I want to know. Are we going to? Ryan also, it was my son's first game at the Max game. We couldn't pull out a win for Jack Jr. Jack, 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 on that note, I will say, being live there, I it, it was tough to alternate between watching you holding your son and actually watching the action on the court. <laughs> I'm not sure, I'm not sure which part made me nervous. I don't know how the playbook worked, that it was you were nominated to hold your own child in the last five minutes. Uh, but you know, um, <laughs> I remember is it, description, yes. In two thousand in two thousand seven when I had uh, my first and we uh was holding my daughter when the Lakers won the championship, I believe in, in two thousand seven because she couldn't have been uh, a year and a half old, but um I almost I almost spiked her. I, I kinda like I totally forgot where I was for a minute. It's dangerous. You got to be careful when you hold kids yeah. and you're watching sporting events. I think when uh, it was our test, maybe hitting the three in one of those games um, that I was like, it went a little nuts. So, you know, you got to be, be careful with the children. Oh yeah. No, they, I, I think there should be a helmet requirement for uh, any dads holding babies during a, a sporting event. I saw the baby beats, you know, the baby beats are always good for the, the event. Beats. Protect, yeah. protect, protect the ears. Always important, but yeah, everyone was excited. I know all the the kids. Uh, my daughter was like, "Can we can we hold him? Can we?" They were just excited to see again a small Max fan. Always gets the crowd excited. Always do, and we would have let him. I'll tell you what, that last play, I, I couldn't. I'm so glad that uh, Carly uh, Carly P. Uh, Zuck's sister was uh, nominated to hold him. When Ryan got, that, I've been saying it all season, and a lot of things I've been banging home is if we can keep it close. I like our chances because we have number 11, something I've said on, on the halftime, I've said on the pregame, I've said on the, on the broadcast. Um, and I think last game is exactly a situation where you see why. 10 was – it was close. Ryan, we got – we had the best player. He had those nine straight points. He had the ball with 15 seconds and got a shot that he's made. It's like his shot, right, the up and under. And, you know – that's what I – That's but, but I'll tell you what. I was – even though I was confident that he was going to get the shot he wanted, I have never been more nervous. So I'm glad that, A, Sister Zucker nominated herself. And just be – what an incredible 
fun season and, and, and a great – just a great game to end. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you why it wasn't summer, I think, also. And I said this to all the kids in the weekend. It's much better to have a two-point loss where you fought tooth and the very last minute than having a 12. Just kind of feel underwhelmed. Sure, it was underwhelming in the first half. We felt like we were the better team. I thought we looked like the better team. But to see us bounce all the way and have a chance to win the game with 15 seconds left, I mean, the Hopkins guys were – I mean, everyone was – just just it's a better feeling. And knowing that you went out swinging is the way to – it's probably why it felt better. It, it, listen, the M, the the, the – the, it felt like the MSAC or even greater. I mean, that, that last minute of the game, the fans, the Royal fans, I don't know if you guys saw, we were talking about it before, and I don't know which team was there, but it was either Stockton or Wilson that was under our basket that was also going crazy. I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that or were able to appreciate the moment, but I, I forget which team it was, but they were going nuts. They were, they were into it just with the fans. It was unreal. Yeah, I didn't see it during the game, but uh, after the game, like when I when I rewatched it, you know, I, I watched it about five times now. Um you know, I, I definitely saw those guys uh, getting into it. Yeah, the fans, but, I mean, it was really an incredible moment and being able to get to that point. Um, like I said, Ryan, you, you may have, if you had hit that shot, you may have seen half and, and went to overtime. You may have seen half the gym leave. We had like uh, a caravan of people from Teaneck, you know, checking their watches for Shabbos right. and whether they were going to make it back in time. So they were like, no, we got to go for a three here. We can't, we can't get to overtime. You know, it's, it's, uh, it was, it was just a funny situation. Uh, in terms of sort of what was going on, but it was it was tremendous, and, and it can't replace being there in person. Feel that, yeah. No, it was it was a wonderful atmosphere. It's unbelievable, you know, the way Max fans just travel no matter where we play. And before before Shabbos, after Shabbos, they're going to be there. It, it doesn't matter. And, and you know, we're we're just grateful as players and uh, to, to play in front of uh, a crowd a crowd like that. Jack, I got I got to throw something out to you, Jack. Um, I, I got the the hype squad who who I was I had the pleasure of, of sh- you know driving them uh, to the game and then hanging out with the, over Shabbos and Cherry Hill has is it. is wondering if you know if if you know sometime when it's warmer weather if we could have you uh, and the family out to uh, somewhere in Teaneck and a shul maybe throw a kiddish and have you come out would you would you be open to that Are you kidding me That's that's the golden age of Jack Terrell baby Kiddish weather, hype squad, sign us up, baby. I love it. All right. All right. We'll put that. We'll come back. We'll come back to you on that. These these ninth graders. I got to spend Shabbos with with four ninth graders. It was awesome. Hey, this is about those kids. They're great kids. They're such wrenches. They're so excited. Their their energy is infectious. Um, being around them brings the the inner it, it reminds me what it was like to be a youngster and, and a fan again and have role models and just have a, it, it's just, it, their energy is infectious. When I sit in that section, I'm in ninth grade again. And I just have so much fun with those kids. Yeah, dude, you, you took, you, I think you took a player to the face in one of those games. I, I, I Max Leibowitz. Yeah. He dropped kicked me in the nose. And I, <laughs> I went to save the ball with my hands, which is totally illegal. And I think he saw my hands out and thought that was me going, oh, I'll catch you. And as it was going, I was going, no, 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 no. Listen, I'm, I'm sure with, with your with your family history, I'm sure that's not the first time you <laughs> caught Max <laughs> Leibowitz. Max and Ryan are the ones who used to scuffle. I was always too big. I was always much older. But, uh, yeah, I think that, that was tough. 
<laughs> right. Max, Max is one of my favorite guys. What a mensch. What a great family. Oh, great wife. As we go through the season highlights, that, that was one of the highlights of the season. The way that Max Nation came out for, for Max on, on senior night and the game that he had, that was unreal. One of the hey, highlights listen, of the season for sure. I told this to Max. A lot of people say that, and present company included, yeah, oh, bro, if I would have gotten the finish, bro, look out. Like, I would have been the guy. A lot of people say that. and they can't. Max is the guy who absolutely contributed. And, and in the minutes he played, I thought it was excellent. I thought he would have definitely helped us in that championship game in terms of rotating defensively and hitting an open shot. Uh, I thought he could have helped us. I hope he comes back because I think he could be – he's mature, smart, tough, to pick up fast guards full court, which is a weakness of ours. Again, I say 2020, I hope, Max, that you come back and let a major in dance theory like Aethon did so we can have you again. I thought he's excellent. Ryan, your dad wants to ask you uh, ask ask us. Also, here he gives the best Dibri photo on the Mac. He does. He doesn't give a great Dvartora. The best Dibri photo. What's the question? I said your 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 dad wants us to ask Ryan about the Johns Hopkins game again. I I don't I I don't know that we want to keep going there, um, but uh, but the floor is yours. If there's anything you want to share again, I, I would never you know keep it up a aim. You know we got we got your dad asking for it. Yeah, I mean they're they're a really talented team and well coached team, um, you know, and uh, they 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 executed it well. Um, I thought we did a great job on Delaney. I thought we did a great job, you know, um, on their other guys, the guys that we thought you know we needed to lock down. I felt like we locked down, but um, you know, when Carson James goes seven for ten from three, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, if he goes six for ten, we may win that game. Um, but he went he went seven for ten, so. It is what it is. Was there any point in the game where, where the thought was, listen, maybe we we sort of switch you off Delaney well, and go to James? There was one play where I saw you, I, I'll be honest, in the second half, where I think the ball got trapped on the right side, and both Corey, Corey was actually in at that time, and James, they were both spotting up from three. Corey was on the wing, and James was in the corner, and I saw you sprint back and forth from Corey to James like twice in the same possession. It was, it was, it was a crazy, and I think we ended up getting the turnover in that possession. Right, you stepped but, out but, of bounds there. Um, but was was there anything like you know was there any sort of thought to because I know it was like listen we got to get him locked down but obviously you don't want to leave Delaney yeah or I get mean, him off so, so with eight minutes to go and when he had twenty three points that's when I switched onto him uh, but by then it felt a little, he he did his damage uh, and I thought Aton did a really good job in Delaney in the second half um, at the end of the day you know they they shot really well from three and you know we didn't rotate great. Um, you know, all things that you could see on film, but at the end of the day, you got to give your hats off to, to Carson James and, and Hopkins for, for beating us. Yeah, that's six to 12 in the second half from three and, and starting that way was, uh, you know, basically, I think, I think that's the first. The other side of the ball. So, the was there, side? Did, their, did their defensive game plan surprise you? Say that again. Did their defensive game plan surprise you? Like, really no. trying to take away the good shooters and really tagging off the rest? I mean, it. it I mean, we, we kind of expected teams to play us like that, and we, we said the back door would be open. And if you watch the film, the back door is open. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, we, we still could have executed better. We knew we had to speed up the pace, and if we played the game in the 60s, it would be, you know, a down-to-the-wire game. Um, so we, we, we definitely could have done a better job pushing the pace. But, um, 
You know, it is what it is. See, we're gonna we're gonna bring. Dad wants to know what are who are the top five players you played against this year. Who are the top five players that I've played against? Do you think the purchase guy from last year, like two years ago, was in the top five players you've played against in in D3? Elijah. Elijah Lott. Elijah Lott. That guy could straight play. I think it was great. You know, um, Layrit's got to be up there. Um, He he was phenomenal. I think Dan Porchick from uh, Mount St. Vincent is is a really good player. He had D1 offers um, and uh, played D2. Um, he's up there and Delaney, you know, although we played really well, we, we guard him really well. He's, he's, you know, an all American, um, and, you know, well-deserved all American. So he's, party, party in the car. I like this. We're, we've got like uh, a Seinfeld vibe here. We're doing like, you know, <laughs> I would say those are the top three guys, um, that we played against this year. Who, who's played you the best this year? I mean, like, who, who, like, straight up one on one defender? Not that there's anyone uh, that can shut you down, but like, who was the toughest? I thought, uh, I thought, you know, obviously, uh, which we got Lambesis did a great job, and I thought, uh, Powell from, uh, from, uh, Farmingdale, um, he did a great job. Uh, he, you know, he, we've been playing against him for a while, and, you know, he did, he also did a great job. I would say those two. Tremendously both physical, physical, really physical players. Yeah. That was great to see. So I know you guys are, are headed to the game. We we, we appreciate it. Uh, who else is in the car? We wanna we wanna give shouts to, to the whole team. It's gonna be a rec league domination tonight. Yeah, no. Uh, we got well first of all we got Ellie Kronberg, uh MTA, up, Ellie? MTA legend. Um, he beat he happened to fun fact, he happened to beat Aton Halpert on his home court and outplayed him. Uh, uh, shout out Aton Alpert, love you, my guy. Um, yeah, uh, he's, he's gonna try out for YU next year. We'll see how he does in this rec league tonight. Um, yeah, uh, he's the runner of the number one adult Jewish basketball league in New York City, Young Israel West Side, uh, basketball at uh, CCNY. You got anything to protect? Well, you kids are all welcome. Fun. It's fun league. 16 teams, eight guys per team, a lot of top talent. Uh, uh, Shia Weiss is in it, Joe Lamar, myself. It's going to be Gabe Leifer in there. It may be busy season for Gabe. I'm not sure. Yeah, uh... You're not wrong. You're not wrong, but, you know. Uh, Gabe talked about this weekend. We're wrecking it up. Enjoying it all my teams. So, so we just showed, Ryan, we showed the, uh, we showed the 360. Slow motion 360 layup to, to the folks um, watching. Can you just tell us what's going through your, like, do you make that decision before the play? Like, how does it, how does that come to be? Yeah, I, I had no clue I was doing that. Uh, I just drove really hard to the basket and kind of cut me off in a way where I couldn't, you know, power. If I, I, I didn't want to show him the ball where he can rip it. Um, and so he cut me off in a way where I just kind of had to turn I just kind of turned out of the way as I'm in the air and, you know, flipped it up and in. I really didn't think I was going to do do that. And I didn't think it was – I didn't think I did it until I watched the film. Ryan. He, Ryan the best Ryan. part is after, at the end of that play, he has no idea what – like, his face is like, what just happened? He's looking the other way, and he just takes it nonchalantly. But, but again, definitely surprised a whole lot of people. 
Yeah, I mean, that's not something you plan. It just happens. Ryan, this is a part of your game that I don't think people talk about enough. Uh, but definitely for the next level, you should put it on your resume. Um, but when you come off the court, you are the Theo Pinson on the bench, which is which is not great because you should really be resting and not jumping up and down and trying to pump up the crowd. But it's it's a good skill to have. I lost you for a second. What did you say? I said it's one thing that people don't talk about your game, but – when you come off to to officially rest, you become the Theo Pinson on the bench. You're the pump up guy, um, and I'm sure the coaches yeah. would prefer you to be sitting down and resting. But it's a good skill to have to be able to be the pump up guy and the starter. No, absolutely. I mean, you know, you can't control everything. You can't control your minutes, but you can always control your energy and and how good of a teammate you could be. Um, and so, if you're on the bench, I, you know, the, everybody. When, when guys are on the bench, they're cheering for me, and I want to do the same thing uh, for them when I go on the bench. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting yeah. out the chat. I'm putting out the challenge now. We need a guy for next year, a, a full time committed guy, meaning he's got to be able to do the handshakes, everything. We need a full a full guy. Maybe it's got to be a freshman, you know, who, who's you know j- just just a new recruit who's got to get the full handshakes, the warm up lines, and you know some three points shooting arrows. We need a full a full time pump up guy. Listen, it could be Ellie Gruenberg. You never know. He, it could be a guy sitting in the scar. You never know. Listen, send in the, send in the videotape. One, one last question. I know we, you guys are going to go. Talk to us about, because I, I think as, as we're going through highlights, right, and thankful things for the season, and there's so many of them, honestly, um, that alley-oop in the championship game, right? Yeah. You know, what are, what are you you're, – you're, how do you let Gabe know? You're shouting at him. You're there. Like, again, you can see – you can see, like, how does that play – develop um so i see gabe in front of me and i was trailing the whole time and i and i all i said was i said up once maybe twice and i didn't think he heard me and i thought for sure he's going up for this dunk or for sure he's going up for this layup um i don't think he scored uh a point to that time to that point nope no that, that just you know sums up gabe lifer um but you know the the ball goes up in the air and i'm like Oh my gosh, he actually threw it. I got to go get it. <laughs> um, like, I had no clue that ball was going up, and it went up, and he threw the most perfect pass. Um, you know, that that could have been that, that could have been thrown. It was just a perfect lob. Um, I had one thing to say that play, and I've, I've said this before, but it was four years of those two guys playing with each other day in and day out, culminated into one play. Culminating, it felt like everything was the four years of those two playmates had led up to that moment, which is really cool to watch. Well, and, hopefully you got, you've watched that play a hundred times. And, and and to me, again, what I always see is, and being there in person also to be able to see that was the smiles on both your faces after, after that play. And then I think it was like, you got a turnover on the next play and then come down to three and then a timeout. And even after that timeout, you guys are going over each other and like high-fiving and, and it was just unreal to watch. Um, yeah, it was just an unbelievable play, and you know, you know, Aton threw a very necessary outlet pass. That was huge, um, huge hockey assist. It was. Yeah, you know, he got it and fired it, and threw a perfect pass to Gabe, who threw a perfect pass to me. And it was just, it was just fun. It was a great time, and it, it, you know, it was just a, an amazing play. Is that what you have drawn up for tonight? Are we going to see that out of a timeout? Um. I don't know if anybody on my rec league can uh, uh, on the rec league team can dunk, but I, I'm sure Jack is going to try. 
Please, if, if he does, please, slow motion video. If Jack dunks tonight, um, I need $200 to hug Solo. We're donating $200 to Solo. That's amazing. And That's that amazing. Would be, that would be because he pulled his hamstring on the way up. <laughs> I think you might write. That might be the cost yeah. of the actual stay. It, it's, not even, room. it's not even cover, covering the ambulance bill. No, it's not. <laughs> it is not. But I think if you call Javier, you might be able to, to get yeah. it going. Well, guys, we, we wish you a Ryan, What does the rest of the year look like for you in terms of prepping for the next level, graduating? Um, you know, we'll see what, what goes on next year. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, um, you know, what, what I'm doing, but uh, I'm just going to be training and, and just trying to get better every day. Awesome. Hopefully in the, in the classes as well. I mean, it's kind of, we were talking about last night, how interesting it is, right? Being, yeah. you know, you finish a professional team, right? And you, you go home, right? Yeah. Here you finish your season and, and you're back class. at school with the same people, classes the next two, three months. Exactly. Um, it's, it's hopefully the, the experience stays tremendously positive all, yeah, all gotta, through, all through the end. hundred percent. Got to finish off school and, and do well. And now I get to focus on my, my classes a little more. Um, so, yeah, I got to catch up on a, a few of those. We were gone for the weekend, and yeah. And hopefully we will not see you playing Thursday night, Saturday night ball in, in the MSAC. Um, please take care of yourself. You know, continue to, continue to coach them up. But, uh, you know, I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure the people around you uh, are, are giving you some advice there too. But uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's been tremendous. Again, we can't thank you enough. This is the Hakarin Hatov episode. Thank you, thank the whole team. Honestly, thank the entire Terrell family. Uh, I mean, it, 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 every everybody in your family has added uh, and increased the simcha and the joy uh, of Max basketball. And we hope we hope that that's not going to end here. We hope that that will continue. And uh, but it's 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 going to go down. Stuff of legend for a long time to come. So thank you guys so much. Please, everyone, be safe. Uh, get Hatzala on standby. Call Hatzala now, maybe. Yeah, they're going to be on standby at that game. Last plug, by the way, Zion basketball for those with kids uh, from third to eighth grade. Uh, I'm a coach on the the up and coming AAU program, Zion basketball. We just won the championship. Yeah, that's where you were Sunday of the championship game, right? That's where you were. Jack, that's where you were. So I had uh, a number of the kids are obviously fans of Mash, and the parents were going up to me. They're like, "So, what are we doing about the game?" I said, what do you mean? We're showing up to our championship. Obviously, it was hard for me to go to, to miss that, that championship game. But, you know, it's about sending, um, showing that commitments, showing what it, what it's really about is when you make commitments, you got to stick to them. And we, we pulled out with a championship. Well, I'll tell you, just so you know it, you may not have heard. I was sitting with the hype squad that game. Um, and when they found out where you were, you, you sort of shot up another 100 levels in their book. So, so it's not just a, it's not just in theory. Uh, it pays out. They had mad respect, mad respect for that move. How you doing, um, man? You gotta take care of business. They also said something like, "Yeah, Jack knows we have this game in the books, anyways." But, but still, <laughs> mad, mad respect. Hype Squad gave you there. Absolutely, Zion basketball. Awesome. Where and where is that out of? Where was Zion in? in uh, at Teaneck, New Jersey. Teaneck, I've heard oh, of it. It's nice, nice little town. Awesome. Awesome. We appreciate it, guys. Keep the plugs. We'll keep talking to you. Keep it going. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
Hey, thank you guys and an awesome job on this on this podcast. I love it. I've seen every episode. You guys do a wonderful job and you know, thank you for for all the support. Yeah, it, it'll keep going. We can't like, tell you how much that means. We're just a bunch of guys, as Ari would say, goofing oh, around. And uh, we we'd be doing this anyways. So this is just this is just fun for us. And if we can help extend the Kiddush Hashem to more people uh, and sort of spread the love, then, then we've done some of our job. Um, okay. It's awesome. I hope to talk to you guys soon. Enjoy the game. Again, be safe. Don't get injured. Stretch. All good things. Uh, Poppers will have uh, have it on video. So just meet him there. So, yeah, Max Live will be there. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you. And take care. Awesome. Awesome. Like, like most of the season that we've uh, done, we can never, uh, you never know what's going to happen on the ball of bottom. You never know sort of who's going to come, who's going to show, who's going to stay forever. It looks like, um, but it's, it's just unreal. Uh, as, as we transition. Jack can't leave us. You can't. It's too, he's too tied to it. I don't know how to. I don't know how to leave. It's all good. <laughs> He's a man. That that was something incredibly special, honestly, to have uh, to be able to talk to to Ryan. By the way, Ryan will be. And I'm not sure if it's live. Should you know if it's live? Um, the QCast, but I think Ryan is going to be on the QCast with with Bob Coleman uh, tomorrow. Um, but I'm not sure if it's live or just something he releases afterwards. But uh, please, everyone should uh, check that out. Just used yeah, up his all, all used up his good historically, material. Historically, he just released it. I think Bob's more professional than us. He likes to edit before you know putting it out there. Yeah. So you know, questions about uh, you know some some folks we have uh, people wondering where where Ari is. Listen, I, I don't know if people know how much time it takes. Like Ari goes into a room by himself for three weeks to come up with those intros. You know, so he can't be on every episode. He's got to, you know, he does in front of the mirror, in front of the kids. He's got to, he's got to practice, you know, to be Ari Lamb is, is a tough, is a tough job. Matt Snyder in the chat, in the chat, Calvin, by the way, can, we should definitely replay uh, at some point, throw it back onto Twitter, the, 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 you know, the, the place where, where Matt walked out after the Calvin picks on, on our show the other week. And now he's got the last laugh, Calvin in the sweet 16. Uh, hopefully that's where you'll be, um, you know, for that, for that pod. But, but wow. I mean, listen, if anybody sort of turned off D3 basketball after the max lost on Friday, they have missed some unreal basketball, some unreal endings to games, as you would expect in any March madness, but really individual performances, team performances, great coaching calls. Some that worked, some <laughs> the Oshkosh play at the end of the game. Uh, for those of us old enough to remember Homer Drew and Bryce Drew and Valpo, um, that just I, I'm blown away, constantly blown away. Not surprised anymore. Not surprised even back then, but constantly blown away by the basketball that's being played. Shu, I don't know if you uh, or Yakov watched yeah. any any of the basketball or saw any of the results. Yeah. I know. Uh, I think the, Bosher, the the Emory Wabash game was amazing. That that ending was incredible. Uh, the you got Jack two Davidson premier players, goal. right? You got two premier players with, with Schneer and, and Jack Davidson going at each other. Yeah, that, that was incredible. They, they had a, a putback dunk attempt to take to for the win, and then a layup after that. I think they missed them both. Um, the case Western Oscar obviously was amazing. 
the uh, um, the IW Wisconsin Eclair is amazing. The lacrosse, they got they got that back uh, on the lacrosse game. They got that back. You know, it was a tight game up until they started pulling away a little bit, but but not yeah. not by much. Towards the end of the game, it was un uh, as we've come to expect from our, our adopted surrogate team, Illinois Wesleyan. Um, that's that's kind of how they play. They sort of grind it out. Cody Mitchell hitting a ridiculous three towards the end of the game there. Um, no, just incredible basketball being played. Shouts to Ariel uh, with his bracket for D3, looking very solid. All four final four teams still intact, very unlike my bracket. Um, and I believe he's got six of eight elite eights, and, and I think he hit correctly on 11 of 16, if not more, of his of his Sweet 16 picks. So great bracket for Ariel. We'll maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do it. We'll do an episode about his uh, you know his methodology at some point in time. Uh, but Ariel, part of the ball about him really uh, delivering on the D3 bracket. I think that's an area of opportunity for us guys. I feel like no one is really doing enough with a D3 bracket. D3 hoops, I think, used to do something, uh, but that may be a white space that we start to play in as the Max are perennially part of the NCAA tournament now. I think they get you know grandfathered in for the next five years, no matter what happens. Um, the, the questions about Pool C will start in three weeks, um, about whether or not the Max will make Pool C going forward. So as we, um, as we transition, right, it starts to sort of share a little bit of, of some of Carlos Do you guys have any um, – I, I know we want to share. I'm going to wait till, till Mayor's back to, to help us in terms of what we can pull, put on screen, Yaakov, um, as we share about um, uh, Karen Logan and share her story a little bit uh, and sort of opportunities to be able to help. But let's talk to the Hakaras point, right? What are, what are some of the things that you are thankful for or any, any sort of – interactions that you may have had um you know at this point in time interactions throughout the season that really uh strike the hakaratov uh chord with you yeah i mean the big picture uh, you know obviously it's not just this year it's been the past three years or four years at this point is uh it was nice to finally be uh, a, a school that we could do this with you know you you meet people all the time who love michigan football and you know penn state and you know, they have the football, the basketball. And the one thing that these guys have in common is the fact that they love this team. And we finally got to experience it. Not that we didn't like YU before, but the fandom for YU basketball was rather limited. Um, this Shabbos, the, the entire kiddish talk at Shul was about the basketball game. That, that is something I never thought I'd experience with my alma mater. Um, you know, so for that sort of joining in and not just people who went to YU, there's just Jews got on board. And that's, you know, that's sort of the cross section of the Jewish people and YU and, you know, and the area that we live in. But just everyone getting on board and being excited for something that you have been excited about for years was great to experience. And um, obviously, when the season really got going, it was pretty compact, you know, having, you know, appointment viewing two, three nights a week, you know, where you really felt part of it was, was a great experience. No, definitely, definitely the talk of, uh, uh, didn't, didn't expect that feeling same thing as well. Right. Didn't, didn't, didn't feel that. Um, it's, it was kind of weird, but kind of amazing, right. To have people sort of pulling you off to the side and asking about max basketball. I'll tell you, I, I spent Shabbos really in, incredible, incredible to the Cherry Hill community, uh, who took myself and I said in the hype squad in, um, you know, sight unseen, just reached out to the community. They were able to uh, to find meals and housing for us. 
um, at sort of a, a last minute request, middle of the week. Uh, and everybody who went there was like, you know, talking to us. They didn't, they didn't know about it, but they wanted to know about it. And once they heard about it, they were excited. I said, uh, I told Shua before, had, had the Max won on Friday, I think I would have, I would have, we would have Pied Pipered about 200 to 300 Cherry Hill uh, attendees to the game to pack, to pack up uh, Stockton University. So that, that, you know, again, we experienced it all season long where you just show up to a community or a conversation uh, and somebody would, meant, again, I have to talk them down and be like, no, no, I, I'm not a YouTube star. Uh, we're not a thing. This is just a bunch of people goofing off. Let me explain explain what it is. But really, they were just so excited to see um, the relevance, right, of, of Jewish basketball and Jewish pride and, and mixed with, um, you know, Kiddush Hashem. It was just, uh, it was a tremendous experience. Yeah, I, I think, obviously, I think people like the, the whole, you know, Terrell conversation and the amount of national, you know, national media that it got this year, which, you know, sort of added an extra flavor to it. Um, I think people that don't really know are sort of stunned when they, when I explained to them the Elliot Jacobs time Mets connection also, it, it seems like a little, a little too much good, good Jewish luck at the same time. Yeah, it's supposed to be six degrees of separation. And I think it's like yeah. no degrees of separation. Zero, zero degrees, yes. Sure, yeah. sure. what are some of the things that, that as you sort of look in this season from a you know, macro view that gets you, you know, sort of just, just, to, just to be thankful? I know you have obviously a, tr- you know, a tremendous connection to the Max and their coaches and, and a number of things that you know, just, just you know, sort of gives you a different perspective. Yeah, so, I mean, I'll start. So I went to YU 2012 to 2016. So I remember the team before Elliot arrived, no one really went to games. Um, and I think they were like five and 20 in 2012, 2013, something like that. And then Elliot showed up and still like not a lot of people were going to games, but I, in the, in the gym, you can see the scoreboard from the uh, weight room. And I, I would see that a lot of games were closer and why he was in a lot more games. And then Fast forward to my senior year, we had our first home playoff game, which we beat Perkins in, which was an awesome experience. And then the next season, Gabe comes second half. They go on an incredible run, upset Farmingdale in Farmingdale in the semifinals, make it to the to the first round of the tournament, and had a disappointing loss, obviously, in that one, but that was an unexpected, incredible run. And like after that, you already start to see like fan change. I was already super into the max. Um, the next season started out, I think, one and five, but then um, reeled off like 17 in a row, lost a heartbreaker in the in the Skyline Conference Championship. And then the next season, obviously, was the 29 and one, um, which we made the Sweet 16, which was just incredible. And this season was also uh, 25, I think, we 25 and four, just an unbelievable performance, which was just a pleasure to watch and like what you guys said like having an having an alma mater you can actually cheer for is there's like a, it's a different experience from being a sport from being a typical like a sports fan of a hometown team there's like a different level of connection and and to get to experience that with ECU University is just an amazing feeling and something I'm super thankful for yeah I'm gonna say that that I think what I hope people um you know I hope people realized is um that it doesn't just have to be on a team, right. That wins 50 games, 50 straight games. Uh, and has this level of caliber and caliber of talent, right. That, that seeing this community come together and support YU, hopefully that is something, you know, I listen, uh, as someone said it best, you know, after the IW game, right. That sound you hear is 
all the people jumping off the bandwagon. I'm sure there's plenty of that, right? I'm sure there's going to be plenty of that going on. But I think if people realize what this is, it's they'll miss out. Exactly. I think they'll miss out. They'll miss out on, on the specialness and the bonds that, that were created. Um, again, being at the games and just seeing, as, as Jack said, the kids of all ages really coming out and support. Hopefully that is something that will um, continue continue throughout the seasons. As you, as you, as you heard, uh, you know, there may be some talent coming um, and, and hopefully even more talent that you'll see from a recruiting standpoint in the, in the coming weeks uh, and months that YU isn't going anywhere, right? They're staying at the top of the skyline and that always bodes well, um, both for the university, but also for the skyline. And, uh, you know, even with tough teams, I mean, Farmingdale is going to be great. I mean, it's a lot of young, young talent. They're going to be great moving forward. Um, you know, Mount St. Mount Saint, uh, Mount Saint Vincent as well. So I think you're going to see some good talent and they're going to press us and push us and we're going to push them. Uh, and hopefully that will continue to be some tournament bursts going forward over the next couple of years. We know Elliot's going to bring his game uh, in terms of just the coaching people and having people buy into the system. Uh, and it's going to be incredible. So we may not see a generational talent like Ryan, or we may see teams, right, that, that can still play well, incredibly well even without that generational talent. I, I think no matter what happens, you know, hopefully the team is good. Hopefully the team's amazing again, but I think at least for the next few years and hopefully forever, you're going to see a packed house and a real, a real crowd that's into it. I think it's definitely going to be a real identity from YU that, you know, the basketball team has something to do when you're on campus. And I think you're going to see that. And I think it's going to make the entire basketball experience exciting there. Yeah, and you and, and we got coming up. Oh, go don't ahead, worry, Joe. we are not we are not going to be bad. We might have some growing pains next year, but but I expect the program to continue to produce great teams for many years to come. Awesome. So let us let us uh, jump. I just want to highlight, uh, and I believe we'll see. This is technology, um, you know, sort of coming at at, at sort of. Uh, I'm sure it's going to. Let's see if it works at this time. Hopefully you guys can see my screen. Um, I want to share, I want to direct everybody, everybody, please help us support Kay Logan. That's Karen Logan. Um, she, as, as Ryan mentioned, um, fighting a long battle with, with, with cancer. And she was able to get off her bucket list being at a max game. And first you see here, uh, hopefully you can see my screen a little bit, but check out the Balhabatim tweet on Twitter, which will also share, um, you know, the, the, the GoFundMe where you can help support Kay and I'll throw that into the YouTube chat as well, but please, obviously that will, uh, uh, that will you know, disappear after uh, we're done with the show. So please uh, it's tremendous. Again, if, if this is not just about basketball, right. If we can use this as an opportunity to make anybody's lives better, it's, it's tremendous. Yes, sir. And I'll throw that down. Um, guys, we have, right, before we even get to next season, right, there is a, there's a fun little, we're, we're definitely not experts on it, but I think we're going to get into it a little bit. Um, there's a fun little tournament that's coming up that hasn't been at YU for a number of years, right, where we get to see some of these uh, talented ball players. So uh, I don't know if anybody feels comfortable enough talking about, you know, Sarachek and, and sort of, uh, you know, what we, you know, what we hope to see. Uh, during Sarachek, but it's always been a, an incredible, incredible 
uh, opportunity for uh, not the YU basketball team, for the players that are there, for the YU community, and for everyone to see good basketball and to see some of the players that might be coming down the pike. Yeah, Saracek should be fun, and hopefully we'll see some some exciting players who are in the pipeline. It's it's funny, but Saracek used to be the crowd, meaning YU basketball got a few people. Saracek, the gym was packed. The campus was electric. I think now that you basically have the end of the YU season leading into that, and the fact that it hasn't happened, I guess it's three years at this point, and they seem to be inviting any team in the country that's willing to come, it's going to be really exciting. It's, it's great that they're going to have a real – Max Live broadcast cover it, and I think we'll give a lot of these people who want to continue to follow along with YU, you know, what to look forward to, what to talk about. I know we'll definitely uh, be doing it. Uh, can't say I'm, I'm too educated on the teams. I, I could always uh, sort of guess uh, which uh, locations are probably bringing good teams. You know, uh, Florida, uh, Chicago, and uh, L.A. usually uh, manage to put up some good teams, but there's always some wild cards also. And I don't know if there's that year, you know, sometimes there's that year where you get that like special player, obviously the most famous one being the Tamir Goodman year. But even when I was in YU, there was a year where a guy was just running through Saracek and it, you know, it always makes it extra exciting. And especially now that we know we have a chance of getting him, it, you know, it, it, it makes it an extra element of fun. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, I believe it's going to be very, um, because the, the some of the breaks and some of these teams had, usually sort of the best teams in, in the Yeshiva League um, get in. I don't know if there's an automatic process. By the way, there should be a, a place um, for schools like the school out in Seattle, right, who was able to uh, make it to their, I believe, final four. They, they, I think they lost in the semifinals. They may have won the third-place game. Um, but, again, we'd love to see more of those schools being being brought in and brought out. Um, but, but a lot of, I believe, Yeshiva League, uh, local teams, maybe even 10 or so of local teams in this year's group, but it should be tremendous basketball. I know Max Live, like you said, was also, it was also the uh, the biggest draw for Max Live. Those were where the numbers came out tremendously. Um, if I give uh, one of the other sides of Akara Sato, by the way, and you, you mentioned it, I know people mentioned, uh, I mentioned in my in a post earlier about the families and just loving seeing the families. It's not just the fans that didn't come out too, as you mentioned, between you know, 12 and 16 and, and some of the things and then starting to get families and other folks come out. They really set the tone um, for the fans and the engagement of the fans. It's just amazing. I mean, I, I hope I hope we continue to see them, but, but if you know, folks like the you know, Morty Lifer and uh, Mrs. Terrell and, and all, the, all the folks that really make it, like it's really not a basketball game until you see them. Uh, and again, tremendous. The entire Lifer family, the, the Lasco family, uh, you know, Matan's family, Alone's family, all the folks that, that came out, uh, Ofex family. I mean, again, tremendous. I apologize. I don't have, you know, it's on the land. That was a lot uh, towards the end. It doesn't matter whether, where you were in terms of playing for the team. If, if people were able to go, um, they went. Uh, it did make me give my parents a call. Um, I'm not sure they came to a single game uh, during, during, during my season at YU, but, you know, uh, I'm sure they had better things to do. It was also, I'm sure that, you know, the traffic on Yeah, traffic on DW, you know, Max Live. Also, Max Live Audio, you know, wasn't even around yet, so they couldn't even, uh, you know, give that excuse. But it just made me, it just, it, 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 it's such a wonderful thing to see, and I'm sure uh, it makes the players feel tremendously special. Um, yeah, have we, we, have some, we have some, we have some all-time families to replace. You know, we, uh, Nobody really cared for your game. 
Nothing. No stats. Not none of the thing. It, it didn't even really exist. Like I'm making the whole thing up. I told my when I told my daughter, she she still doesn't believe me. Uh, I also played volleyball. By the way, the, the, the only play the only players in the volleyball only team evidence were, is the exactly the only players the only players on the on the volley on the volleyball team were the basketball players. So it was it was just a lot of uh, it was a lot of fun back then. Uh, shouts to Alon Jakubowicz and the volleyball team for getting a win. I think the other week versus uh, versus Pratt. So uh, hopefully we'll 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 steal some talent maybe the other way as the YU volleyball program gets ramped up. Maybe we'll steal some talent for the basketball team. We need some we need some big hitters. Exactly. Some, some, do they have goons? Do we have goons in the, is it just the hockey? Can we have that in basketball? Um, it's just uh, tremendous. We'll, we'll get, I'm sure they're going to be the talent and see the programs happening. I know we have some max players on the baseball team as well, uh, including, I think SJ, right? SJ is on the baseball team. I, I don't know. I know Max is on it. I know Max is on it. I think SJ is on it as well. I'm not sure if he wears a suit to every game. I'm not sure how he sort of gets you know, gets going for there, but again, Max Max Sports. Uh, we have the uh, the women's team, who I've been told is not the Lady Max. It's just it's just women's basketball. They're just Max as well, uh, even though I think it's more regal to call them that. Um, but again, we have some tremendous talent there. So hopefully, we'll start talking about it a little bit more and diving into that in, in the weeks to come. Uh, Want to give a plug for the Wednesday show uh, before I share one story. Want to give a plug for the Wednesday show. We have. A confirmed guest, a, a still active uh, basketball player uh, for Illinois Wesleyan, our, our wonderful adopted team. That's where all Max fandom I know is is pouring their heart into supporting. So Pete Lambesis, the thesis of Lambesis uh, himself, is set to join us on Wednesday. Again, uh, a lot of things could happen. Obviously, he has a game coming up on Friday night. Um, so we can talk a little bit about the tournament. Um, the CCIW has been unreal. Uh, if I, if I, you know, in terms of they have three teams in the Sweet 16 still, I believe with Elmhurst and Wheaton as well, um, it's going to be tremendous. Obviously, I think that you know the IW matchup obviously is you know one of them is going to get knocked out. It just has to has to happen that way. Um, but it's tremendous in terms of the, the Sweet 16. Yeah, super excited to have Pete. Uh, we we've wanted him on since the, the IW game. And I hope that I hope that mustache is now like. I hope it's like Raleigh fingers. Yeah, you know, I hope it's just, it's just, it's just grown in legend along with his yeah, defensive prowess. Yeah, he unfortunately prowess. shaved. Um, he's going to be taking some. I, I believe, if if I'm not correct, sure, he'll he'll be taking a dome probably uh, for some of that game. Yeah, and and if if them and Irish uh, wins, he'll be taking Jack Davidson the next. Jack round. Davidson, right? That's like it, it'll it'll be nuts. It'll be nuts just to see him. Uh, in play, but obviously you got to win one. You got to win one game at a time. You got to win the first one. It's not going to be an easy game. I think we won both of their games by two um, over the weekend. So again, they're used to playing in close games. They hope to have another one in the uh, in the Sweet 16 round. One story I'll share with you guys just uh, to highlight the the again. And we'll maybe close out the Karsatova episode. I know we have uh, um, is that on. <laughs> through this whole process of getting to the game on Friday, um, there were a lot of groups, WhatsApp groups and things started. I probably called 20 hotels. We were going to, you know, spend Shabbos. We we're going to have a million guys come out. We were going to do all these things. So called all around um, because of that. I had, I had somebody reach out to me. I was happy because I was driving down. I was happy to help anybody who needed to get to the game. And I had uh, uh, someone reach out to me on, you know, got my number and reached out to me on WhatsApp connecting needed a ride to the game. 
And I was like, sure, listen, I'm leaving from TNAC. Hopefully, you know, YU student, I was like, hopefully you can get the TNAC. Uh, you know, if you get the TNAC, it's a little over the bridge, whatever, we'll figure it out. In, in talking to them and sort of asking sort of who they are and what they are, what I found out, um, and, and shouts out to uh, Joey Yellen, who was the student I was, was taken down. It turned out that f- five years ago, I believe, five years ago, my, my, uh, a couple of friends and I went out to see the Dodgers uh, play in the World Series against Houston against the Houston Astros. And we ended up, we stayed that weekend uh, through connections. We stayed that weekend with his family. And now five years, never know. And, I, and once I heard, once, once I realized who it was, I was like, all right, don't worry about it. I'm picking you up in the Heights. We'll figure it out. I'll figure out my schedule, but I'm, I'll drive over the bridge. I'll get you in the Heights. But but the opportunity to be able to give, like I said, the Karsatov that we give, the experiences that we have, you never know where they're going to come out again, right? You never know where they're going to show up. So um, hopefully this brings us all, continues to bring us all as a community much closer together. Uh, and we're able to, to share that experience uh, and pay it forward, right? And that's what we've seen with this Max community is a lot, a lot of paying it forward. That's what we're hoping to do with Karen Logan. Uh, we've talked about, you know, Justin Hardy, obviously the situation that's going on in Ukraine. There's so many opportunities to take, the good that you feel, the things that you're thankful for and channel them into um, opportunities for giving, opportunities for tzedakah, opportunities for chesed uh, and other things. And please, we encourage everybody to, to continue to do that. Yeah. Very well said, Nathan, and agree with everything. And that was a cool story. It was, it was like, all right, wow. I mean, like, I was wondering, I said, I, said, I told him just, you know, when my kid asked for a ride in 10 years, just remember that, you know, we, we got to keep we got to keep paying it forward. We'll, we'll make sure we'll make sure it happens. Uh, as Mayor told me to tell you, uh, remember to hit like and subscribe. Thank you guys so much. I mean, listen, the biggest Akarasato for us outside of the Max is probably to the viewers. I mean, this is again a little bit ridiculous in terms of what the Baha Batim uh, has become. Again, not that it's yeah. You know, e- even if it was point one, it would still be greater than what we. Well, what we had thought, and that's not the goal. We're, we're sitting here just talking. We're sitting here getting to know each other. I am incredibly thankful. You know, Yakov and Shua, you're on here. Mayor, Mayor is, is off camera. Um, Ari, Ariel, uh, you know, everybody that's, uh, everyone, Moshe, everybody that's been involved, Avi Schwartz. I mean, I'm really thankful for getting to know and connect with you guys. Um, people that, you know, up until this season, I personally had not been connected with, you know, I've been, uh, and Simi, obviously, um, people that I've been, and then the connections that we have, and I work with Simi's sister, it's just, it's, it's, that's the Jewish community. That's, that's what we're here for. Uh, it's been tremendous getting to know all of you, uh, and not just having Ari beat me in basketball, but actually listen, you know, getting to know him. Um, it's, it's just been incredible. And I'm incredible. Thankful for those things. Uh, we're not signing off for good. Like we said, we have a Wednesday episode, but, uh, I would be remiss if I didn't give uh, personal thanks, because this has been a tremendous outlet and really uplifting for me, uh, me personally and my family. Yeah, and I second, that's a great point you bring up. It's been just awesome to meet all of you guys and get to know some other Max fanatics like myself. Uh, I remember our, our, our early conversation cut off to a rough start about certain coaches, but we turned it around. <laughs> it's very true, very true. We had, we, had, we, had, we had some fun. Again, we, I think that's the beautiful thing, right? Sharing perspectives is like, you know, that, that's what a real relationship is, right? Growth only through tension, right? You can't grow unless you have tension. Uh, agreed. I mean, it, it made the season all that more yeah, fun. I was just trying to get you to read the book. Yeah. Jaco, you're saying sorry. 
I said, I agreed on everything you said. It made the season so much more fun and at times even more depressing and the sky is falling. But, um, you know, it, uh, it definitely added, added enjoyment. And the fact that people um, are, want to even attempt to listen to us is uh, dumbfounding to me, but also exciting at the same time. Such a positive response. Uh, unreal. And like I said, everybody. Some of our followers as well. Exactly. Exactly. Everybody, listen, everybody contributed. Hopefully this is going to be, um, this is going to be something that we can, we can do. We can evolve over time. Again, that's why I said Max Nation is here to stay. We know Bob would have nothing less than all the questions to keep coming. Ryan or no Ryan. So it's going to be, it's going to be tremendous. Keep the donations coming. Uh, mayors, uh, let me know that we've, we've raised $200 so far. Hopefully we continue to push um, towards the goal. I know that's going to be my first stop right after, right after this. Um, but please, no matter what you give, any amount, no amount is too, is, is too small. Please uh, give. And, and really, you're, you're, we've now seen and met a person uh, that you're going to make a direct impact on. And that is a, a tremendous thing to see where you're, uh, um, you know, sort of where, you're, where your money goes. But please, so many opportunities out there. Uh, if you're inspired at all, please uh, please take care of it. And guys, thank you. Thank you for a, a wonderful episode. Like I said, energy back on Wednesday. Uh, we'll be we'll be high pumped. Really, tournament is still going on. Can't say enough. Thank you to Pete Lambesis for for joining us. Hopefully on Wednesday, uh, and maybe some other guests that we'll be able to throw in too. Uh, we'll have uh, we'll have poppers tweet it out and let us know who the who the exciting guests are. Uh, but check it out, guys. Have an awesome awesome night. Any any last thoughts? Just want to reiterate how thankful we are both for everyone who tunes in to watch us, but also for the team and, and what they've accomplished and, and just the pride that they brought to both to the college community, also the Jewish people internationally. And it's been amazing to watch and looking forward to it continuing. Yaakov, what do you got? That's it. Well said. Uh, you know, I, I sec- second and third everything that we said, and um, you know, look forward into taking this in the off season, uh, which is not going to be off season for us. You know, we're going to keep up with the content, and uh, you know, uh, hopefully, hopefully, I'm hoping this ends up in a, a live podcast or a live uh, Zoom feed from the summer league in Vegas. One can only hope. That's the dream right now. You know, after we didn't win the championship, let's uh, we got Ryan something Exactly. Um, we got some, some Balhabatim, maybe some, some merch, some Balhabatim Shabbatonim yeah. coming up. I know we asked for a Shabbatonin in Teaneck at some point. Uh, we're going to try to. I know we have the, the IWU game. I'm talking to Bob about sort of how we can figure out how to help uh, get fans down for, for that, that home and home, the second of that series, which I believe is, is part of the Jack Sigma tournament in November. Not sure if actual exact dates are there yet. Um, but again, so many opportunities to spend time with the Max community. Thank you guys again. Mayor Wiesel, can't thank you enough uh, in terms of the production, everything you do here, the guests piece. Uh, all the while, by the way, you're, you're like Gabe, you know, all the while while working at another job, you know, sort of making this happen. So, Mayor, you know, we can't thank you enough. You are the Gabe lifer, triple doubles almost every time out. Uh, of, of the Balhabatim and uh, again we, we have a, a so much Akharnatov to you um, and we hope uh, we hope it continues we're going to have some great content coming forward we're going to hit some recruiting topics we're going to hit some uh, you know maybe a now that the season is closed we can do a greatest ever 
right? And talk about sort of uh, invite people on from the different you know, eras of Max basketball and be able to talk some of the greatest. Uh, it's going to be a tremendous ride and we hope to, to continue to do it. And we hope you guys uh, out there join us as that keeps happening. Ari's working on some new intros, got to get some more guests so we can, we can get that going. Um, but it's tremendous. Guys, have a wonderful, wonderful night and we'll talk soon. Peace to everyone. Right. Have a good night, guys.